0: To the Mark Groves podcast. I want you to take a moment right now, because we so seldom do this, to acknowledge yourself. Just take a deep breath. <sighs> what are you proud of yourself for? What are you proud of about yourself and who you are and who you have become? You know, whether you're in the storm or you just made it out. Or you feel like you just started it. You just entered it. Just acknowledging that we're always sort of in the middle of the story, you know? Feels like one page just turned and we're facing something new. Or we're getting to the end of a page and we don't know what's on the next one. And you know, whenever I'm stuck and I don't really know what to do, I sort of look up at the sky and just open my arms up and say, Show me the way. I'll walk it. To Show me the next step. And so much in the human mind, we want the path. I want to see the destination. I want to see that it all works out. I want to see that there's joy at the end. And it doesn't work that way, unfortunately. I do think that there's a North Star that calls from our soul that says, Go this way. Say this thing. Face this thing. End this thing. Start this thing. There's always these small nudges from the universe. Sometimes they're massive when we don't listen to the small ones. And, you know, often I think we're searching for any answer but the one we know, afraid to validate that we might be wiser than we give ourselves credit for. And I think learning our wisdom is something we have to come back to. I think it's something we are socialized out of and trained to not trust ourselves in the journey of Becoming the journey that relationship awakens us to and just life does is the journey back to our hearts, the journey back to our truth, the journey back to our authenticity, the journey back to our power. When you are in all of those things, you don't need consumerism, you don't need addictions, you don't need any of that stuff because you're so in your heart that anything that pulls you out of it becomes a non negotiable. And so I want to meet you where you're at and acknowledge you as you acknowledge yourself and just say, keep going, keep going. As I say to myself, you know, allow what is trying to be birthed to be birthed. Just get out of the way, you know, and follow the cues. You know, today, the episode that you're about to hear is from an incredible woman who followed those cues, who... You know, wrote to me and had engaged with my work and had transformed her life and shared that transformation with me. And as I've said to you before, I love sharing stories. I love for people to hear someone else's transformation so that we can hear how they did it. And even if our circumstances are not the same as someone who's been through something else, there is something to the behaviors and the choices that get us out of all things, or get us through is maybe a better term, all things that we need to hear. I think it plants a seed of hope, it plants a seed of possibility, it sometimes shows us that next step. So when you think of like, show me the way I'll walk it, give me the next step, you'll likely hear it in this episode. It is not an accident that you're here. And so welcome. I really appreciate you exchanging the one thing you can't get back, which is time to participate in this conversation for all of us to learn how to expand who we are and how we show up on this planet. Much love. We are about to hear from an incredible woman named Diana Davis-Dyer, and without further ado, here she is. Well, welcome to another episode of the Mark Groves Podcast. We are changing gears a little bit here. We're going to talk about transformation and change and awareness and what your life can garner should you accept the invitation in whatever way that might mean. So I'm excited to have Diana Davis-Dyer here today. Welcome.
1: Thank you. Thanks for having me.
0: So... I mean, I think for people, they need to know what brought, (laughs) what brought this podcast upon us. Um, you know, you reached out on Instagram and sent me a message of just what you'd experienced. And I wanted people, people to be able to hear that, to be able to, um, you know, identify with someone that change is possible, that transformation is possible, that, um, you know what we desire can be created so yeah do you want to share before i keep speaking it up here
1: sure um it's funny cuz i recently did this um like healing retreat and one of the girls i became close with and she had expressed she was having some difficulty in her relationship and one of your um instagram posts was very relative to what she was telling me so i sent it to her and i said you know Mark Groves actually like his relationships 101, um, seminar, uh, workshop. Um, yeah, I
0: guess it's like work days of worksheets. Yeah. (laughs)
1: Um, that really changed my relationship a lot and he he might, it might help you. And then I was like, you know what? I'm just going to reach out to him and let him know this. And I sent you a long message, um, and you replied like very quickly back and asked if I would be willing to share my story. Um and basically the gist of the story is that um I was with my partner for about ten nine years. We were supposed to get married May Memorial Day weekend of 2020. And um in February. I don't know. Things just felt really scary. We were both very unhappy as individuals where we were and it was deeply affecting our relationship and the idea of getting married in that space was like the scariest thing ever. Um, along with mm-hmm. all the pressure of planning a wedding and the pressure from family, it was all kind of just building on me. And... um, We've done a lot of work together. We've split up and come back. And for some reason, I was just like, I got to go. I got to get out of here. And um, it was really difficult. But then in the separation, um, I started closely following your posts. And really, like, a lot of the um, your little meme quotes that would come out really just – Struck me on a day to day basis, and then I started to listen to your podcast, and then I was like, you know what? I'm going to try this 101 workshop, and
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, it just opened up a part of me that I never really explored or defined. Um, mm-hmm. I was going through the motions of okay. I'm in this relationship for a long time. We love each other. Now we get married. And then this, I guess this is what's going to happen next. Um, And I never really got to the place of like, what do I want? And do I want this? And Mm. um, in the separation, what was really difficult is we share a dog, Buckley. And so we would have to see, we would switch off every week. And of course that was really Ooh, difficult stuff yeah and it didn't help that he was like getting into like the best shape ever and like looking so good and mm-hmm. i'm just like oh my god why can you just leave him mm-hmm. at the door and just go inside and i'll just grab <laughs> him um <laughs> and you know a lot a part of me was ready to just not be with him anymore. But then this other part of me was still so sad and not ready to move past it. So I did the workshop and it just like opened, um, me up to my future, But like my future heart, which is always there, but not yet concrete, makes sense.
0: Yeah, I think so. You know, if I understand what you're saying correctly, that it, it cracked you in a space that you were aware of what you could create, like what was possible for your heart, for love, for those things. Uh, Because I like what you said that doesn't exist yet, which is really cool. Uh, And I've. You know, I like dancing in the ether, you know, stepping into that space of of you can sense what's possible, but only from the space of new decisions and new awareness. You know, otherwise, marriages will look the same, relationships will look the same in any future with anyone will seemingly look to end in a certain way or become a certain way, usually the way we were taught. And so that's really beautiful that it sort of shifted this perspective for you that that there was this new version, or, or more open, or more acknowledged version of you, that saw your sexy man who'd been putting coconut oil on his body and <laughs> dropping the dog off. Smart strategy.
1: Super smart. <laughs> knew exactly what he was doing.
0: He's like, man, my sleeves. I can't find any shirts with sleeves. What is happening yeah. around here? Where did my shirt? <laughs> and my shorts go? have gotten shorter. Yeah, where's my shirt? Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> so you got to that space and I'm, I'm curious, I have a few questions because yeah. the space of you not getting married to me, I don't think people realize often how courageous of a space that is to make a decision in that goes against the whole momentum of life, the momentum of the stories that we've been taught, no matter the religion, no matter the culture, they all really are working against us in for us, if we're supposed to be going down that path, it's great if the the path we've been taught is our actual path, but I think it generally is not. And so I'm curious in your experience, what was that like, first off, to step towards saying, I can't do this, and how did your family respond?
1: Um, in the moment, it felt very empowered and a little outer body and emotionless for me because I was so fed up that um it just I was cold I was kind of like stone um and it felt exciting when it first happened and then the reality when it first
0: ended you mean
1: Yeah, it just – it was very sad, but then it was like, okay, exciting because –
0: Possibility, yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly. And just like for myself, just as an artist and just um, career-wise too. um, My family was supportive, everybody very supportive. Um, My grandmother, who's 98 years old, who was, you know – Kindly gifting us the wedding was the hardest one to tell. Um, But in me telling her, Mm -hmm. she revealed that, you know, we discussed her infidelities in the past and it was a very um, beautiful conversation. Um, But then she's like, you know, well. Devin is very handsome and he's a very wonderful, nice man. Like I'm just worried, you know, someone's going to swoop him up and you're going to just regret everything. Um, but she was very supportive Mm -hmm. because, you know, I'm her only grandchild and she wanted me to be happy. Um, but when we came back together, she admitted, "Like you were stupid. <laughs> what were you That's thinking?" That's what she said.
0: <laughs> well, and and she doesn't know. Maybe just not in the context uh, of her experience of it all. She doesn't know that you needed it. Like you needed the space. Like it's not stupid or a mistake or dumb or whatever the language people will use because they see the story as the coming back together. And they think that's all that was needed was to stay together, not realizing that the apart was necessary or another relationship or the, because you saying, no, I can't go on. And I, you know, you were speaking to sort of being disassociated, like feeling like stone, like you're so emotionally, you know, in, in those moments to take on more emotion is too much because we're, we're, we have a hard time staying in our own bodies because there's often a lot of shame, a lot of uncertainty. Um, and to, in the, you saying, I can't do this is such an incredible moment of power because it says, I won't join. I won't keep going down this path because it's not mine in the way that it's going. Like you knew where your heart, your heart in that path was not, heart of possibility because you needed experiences to get you to that place and you know everyone loves the romantic story but they don't necessarily fall in love with the pain and the the things that are necessary to crack us open and transform us like to lead to the serendipitous moment that you're sharing here and a hundred percent for sure inspiring someone else to be brave to be courageous and that's what I love about realness is that it's it's contagious. You know, power is contagious in inspiration when someone chooses themselves is, is so contagious. So I want to acknowledge you for that because, you know, our grandmas don't necessarily get it at the time. Mm -hmm. I certainly (laughs) had my, my grandma who's passed, but she certainly had a lot of opinions about my choices. And, you know, when I ended my engagement, my dad was like, you're just afraid of commitment. You know, and and we had this beautiful moment where I was like, I explained to him how I was actually feeling, and mm-hmm. he was like, "Oh, I get it, okay." But the ins- the first one was, you know, I get that they're just afraid that we're going to end up alone or that we're making the wrong choice. It comes from a place of love, um, and it sounded necessary too for your grandma to let go of some shame that she had, which is really mm-hmm. fascinating. So yeah, it's interesting yeah, what you- like. Oh,
1: go ahead, sorry.
0: No, please, go ahead.
1: Um the the part where you know what you're capable of and but not able to get there until like you make a big shift. Um mm-hmm. the for a long time, um I'm I'm a more I'm a less affectionate person and my partner he's very affectionate and very loving and sometimes I get a little like Okay, that's enough, you know. Um,
0: You're like, all right, there, back it up.
1: Yeah. Um, and a lot of me has wanted over the years to just really accept the love. You know what I mean? Like, don't push mm-hmm. it away. Accept it. Accept it. Accept it. And, but I didn't necessarily do the work to do that. I just was trying to be conscious of it. Um, and. Me wanting to accept the love is also me knowing how deeply capable I am of loving and allowing myself to be loved um mm-hmm. but I hadn't quite gotten there, and honestly, in this separation was really the place where god the like this, the the Someone took a freaking hammer and hammered through, like, just stone <laughs> heart, you know, and inside was, like, just fire and, but, like, the fire you can touch and, like, roll around in, you know? Yeah, uh, yeah. It's and, the kind that
0: cooks you in a good way.
1: Yeah, and keeps you warm yeah. and um, yeah. warms the home. um, And honestly, I don't. It's interesting because this is just something I realized when you were just saying that uh that this is something I've wanted for so long um but never really knew that we were capable of it. And now honestly like we have like to you know we have created the love. Like it is there and it's mm-hmm. better than it ever was before in the 10 years that we've been together, and it's really incredible how it's never too late, you know?
0: Look, I like to get my greens on the go. I don't want to compromise on quality. I want to get organic, I want non GMO, I want all the things. And my favorite product from Organify will never cease to be the green juice. And now they have a green apple flavor, which kicks ass. I think I can say that, but it kicks ass. It's so good. And it's so easy, you just take a glass of water, take a scoop of green juice, or you take the travel packs, they're great to travel with. You open it up, you put it in the water, you mix it, and then bam, you've got a green juice without the mess, without all that stuff, and you're getting all the nutrients that all these superfoods that are in the green juice provide. So go check it out. Go to Organifi.com slash Create the Love, and you save 20% at checkout. So that's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I dot com slash Create the Love, and they have tons of amazing products. So go check it out and go save 20%. yeah and and relationships are always this invitation, even the ending of them to know that love can still be present that uh your worth is not connected to whether the relationship lasts or not and the only way you know that is by the relationship ending and feeling unworthy because the relationship ended that's the only way we recognize that we put our worth in relational status and you know to I think what's so powerful about the requirement of your wedding being canceled at the time postponed although it was really what was happening but being canceled (laughs) is that in the act of doing that you recognize that you got your own back like in the act of doing that you see that you get to choose and i know when i ended my engagement i at that point had been living sort of very unconsciously just choosing my life based on what I was supposed to do. And the cost of living mindful mindlessly like that, I was going to say mindfully, that wasn't mindful, that was mindless, is that I hurt people along the way who were also, I don't want to say they were living mindless, but that we were both sort of going along. And they were accepting my inability to show up to relationship, which they were taught somewhere, that we're not even breathing in the the extreme capacity of life and relationship. And I love the analogy you used that it that it broke the stone open and revealed a fire, but the kind of fire that warms your home, the kind of fire that cooks your food, you know, and that's and keeps you warm. And that, I mean what a great analogy or metaphor or one of those things, or maybe both of those things. Um it's really beautiful.
1: Yeah, it's like making me emotional. <laughs>
0: Well, you put into words what a lot of people seek and are looking for. Um, but often, you know, we're so walled up that there's no access to it, even though we know it lives there. We don't, I remember talking to this really incredible teacher, a spiritual teacher, and she was saying, it's not that we're afraid of receiving love. Cause I, you know, would formally before that moment say we're afraid of receiving love because we don't believe we're worthy of it. And she said, it's that we don't trust it. Mm. Like we, it might show up as we can't receive love and we don't believe we're worthy, but it's just that we don't trust love because we associate love with pain uh, or hurt. And, you know, I'm always like mindful now to think about, cause I, I really struggled to receive love, but it was because I was afraid that love led to self-betrayal, to betrayal, to hurt so i'm curious um you took the relationships 101 which i've taken and made dating 101 because i just jacked it up and it goes much deeper and like is a month long now and it goes through many layers um but it was like seven days Mm -hmm. of like espresso shots of like truth like we're not here to fuck around you want to change your shit don't take this if you're sensitive about your shit but like, let's just get into it because this is about transformation, not about you liking what the exercises are. <laughs> it's about just getting to the root. Yep. And yeah, you're like, yep, that's definitely what it did. <laughs> uh, and I'm. So you said that it opened up this heart of possibility. How did you guys reconnect? Like, what happened? Did he drop the dog off again, and and <laughs> the rest is history? Like, what happened?
1: Um. I so I you know through all this was zooming with my therapist having really great sessions and um what really kind of triggered it was the first exercise of of your workshop where you um kind of write the narrative of what you've been taught in all the different parts of life relationship communication Love, etc., and you know, and in therapy, I read a lot of inner child work, um, Mm -hmm. and so it was kind of just like all melding together in a really wonderful way, where I was able to just you know bear myself open very painfully and um, clearly articulate what my narrative has been for the past, you know, 37 years. And mm-hmm. um, this is what really did it for me. I am—I have the date when I did it. It was May 6, 2020. And on May, I think a couple days later, I reached out to him and we hung out. And I mean, it was like, we had sex like four times in like four hours and it was <laughs> like the best day ever. <laughs> um, and then after that, you know, he was very, very hesitant about a lot of things. And I respected that very much. And I, you know, when we first met, he courted me like crazy. And this was my turn to court him, which I think was a really mm. nice role reversal. Um, and on May 13th our dog it was like the our dog's death anniversary of our prior dog um so we Mm. had made a plan to go on one of our favorite hikes and bring his ashes and spread the ashes and that day was just like a very emotional beautiful like reconnecting day um and it was cool because it felt like we were on like a first date kind of at the same time, mm. even though there was so much uh, emotion surrounding the day. Um, and because I had freshly done your workshop, all of this new tenderness and excitement and reflection and, Like, love, self-love was just, like, emanating from me. So I was just very um, self-aware of how I was interacting throughout each of our, like, new interactions Um, because in the past I, I have had a history of, you know, anxiety and, you know, getting a little too upset when the dishes aren't done or there's socks on the floor and, you know, (laughs) nitpicking. And, and I don't like that about myself. Like I never have, but sometimes like it just kind of takes over. Um, But after doing all this work, like that part of me, it's obvious is still there, but she's kinder and she doesn't care as much. And She's more open to like the fun of life instead of just like, Mm. why isn't this, you know, (laughs)
0: Um,
1: which I feel like we, we get caught in when we're just not giving ourselves the chance to do the work, I guess. I, I don't know.
0: Yeah. That's really interesting. You know, you think about how many of us get upset about content, you know, like the socks on the floor or whatever it might be. And not to say that that can be annoying, because I'm sure if Kylie's listening, she's like, no, that's still annoying sometimes, (laughs) you know, but that
1: it's still annoying
0: (laughs) that it's often not a, yeah, right. But it's not often about that. Like it's about something else and the way Mm -hmm. it shows up because it's safer to talk about the socks or the wet towel or the toilet seat or whatever it might be that, or, or someone's nitpicking or I feel criticized all the time. Like we focus on the content where. I remember learning that below every sort of criticism is obviously a desired behavior. One, if I say, I hate when you leave your socks on the floor, I'm saying, I really love when you have a clean floor in front of me, (laughs) you know, and, but that below all of our frustrations are actually unmet emotional needs. And we often learn through things like nitpicking or criticism or whatever it might be, uh, that that's how we connect or how we create safety or how we create security or we create, Um, uh, regulation in the relationship you know as opposed to being like I don't feel safe or this I feel disconnected from myself Uh, we look for how to sort of get that in the external not realizing you know it sounds so much like you're so in your heart now that those things still matter to you but they they matter when they matter not just any time and it sounds like because you found so much and correct me if I'm wrong with any of this please uh, it sounds like because you found compassion within your own self, you know, warming your hands on your f- f- fire heart, uh, <laughs> that that you've breathed in, you have more space for that in your whole life. Is that fair to say?
1: Yes, very much so.
0: Hmm. That must feel great.
1: It does. And it is about like, yeah, the socks mean something else. You know, there is the deeper and and that's what's been interesting too is that you know he i i sent him an email before we did the the hike and saying you know i've been doing a lot of work in therapy and i um if you're willing to come to therapy with me and explore a new kind of relationship um i would be honored and um excited and in in those sessions um It was really beautiful because my therapist, she, you know, would, would take the, the moment of the the little thing of like, I, I need your help in the garage, like cleaning the garage. No, I can't do that right now. And then me getting upset, like, what does that mean? It means, you know, I feel alone in in the things that I need to do sometimes. And Mm -hmm. I, I want my, you know, in where that comes from in the past and, you know, being able to shed those layers of the socks on the floor and reveal the truth behind it and discuss it and have connected conversations about it where we understand why that makes us upset is really, it feels really good to like do that.
0: (laughs) Right. To not like repeat the same conversations and conflicts or whatever they might be and get to know why. You know, you need to know that your partner is there for you and they you need them because maybe you witnessed that not happening or or whatever it is. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people. And you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at microsoft.com slash AI for all. It's to be able to witness the pain that's below the request. And because I think on the surface, we get frustrated about the not coming to the garage or whatever it might be. And when we can just sit in the space of where that pain originated and what we actually need and why it's important to us and our partner can find because I know this is really powerful in the research that when our partner knows the origin story of our wound, it makes them much more tender with it. And we feel more held, you know, because then they're like, oh, when I do that, like, this is really important to you because you need to know I'm there for you. And I can have a boundary about whether I can do it or not or right now, but I can say, I'll be ready in this time. I got you or whatever we need to hear. It's so powerful. Yeah. So your man, how do you feel when you sent the email and you're like, "Yo, I'd like to go to therapy and do these things"? And if you're open, I mean, you obviously were more eloquent in your expression of that. <laughs> um, how was he in in all of the reception?
1: Um, he said I need to think about it. And oh,
0: powerful. That's a good move. It's yes. a good move because you're like, "Oh, I respect you. I trust you." Yep.
1: Um. And then I think after a couple days, he said, Okay, I'm down. And, but it was definitely the first few sessions were very difficult um, Mm. for both of us. For me, because, you know, I'm like having this fantasy, like, oh, like we're going to have one session and it's going to be all wonderful. And, you know, (laughs) know,
0: all right.
1: Yeah. cause I've been doing all the work on my own. So like, now you're here, like, let's do it. You know? Um, and he was very, you know, very reserved because I broke his heart and I really hurt him Mm. when I left. Um, and so for a while it, it, it was good because we were spending time together. I was still not living at home. Um, so we would, have our own time. And, and eventually, you know, he was like, it's going to take me a long time to be able to trust that this won't happen again. Um, so, you know, I will have a guard up, um, but I am open to, you know, reopening this relationship. And, and then that's all I needed to hear because then I felt like I had, the tools to be able to proceed with the, the war the the fire love, <laughs> the fire heart, right.
0: rebuilding that trust and, and yeah. Like and then I also being connected to him, yeah,
1: yeah. And then on on the weekend we we're supposed to get married. I was like, F it, I'm just gonna like book a getaway to Ohio and see if he'll be down to go." And I did, and we had a great time, and um. I, so cheesy, I um, I, I love wrote, I, I It's like sharp Jetter. <laughs> and um, the best kind. <laughs> it's true. I wrote this page-long speech. Um, gosh, I wish I had it with me. Um, kind of like a mini vows- I don't just, and I, we went yeah. on a walk and I found this beautiful, like, open field, this, like, orange grove, and pulled out the paper and just basically, you know, said to him, I don't ever want to hurt you in the way that I hurt you this time. Um, but I don't regret it because we wouldn't have been in this moment now feeling this magical love that we feel now you know we were supposed to get married on this day and I don't mm. think this would have been the same feeling and I hope one day we can be on a piece of land like this building our own home and you know it was very it was very cheesy but I was really I, I'm i very nervous um and I don't know. After that, we just kind of started the motions of dating again, which was really cool and exciting. And, um, and I wrote in my little, what was it, day five? It was like the commitment letter, I think. Um, mm, yeah. I had said by July 1st, I intend to acquire an equal, loving, communicative relationship. In which I will vow to be patient, accepting, open, and let go by making healthy and conscious choices. Continuing therapy, continuing the hard work through courses, and learning more about my past. Um, and by July 1st, we kind of reached that point, and then I moved back in August 1st.
0: <laughs> wow. That's beautiful. Yeah. So... Congratulations, because none of that happens. That's not just a book or a course or a therapist. That's the work that you put into it. Um, They can all be a gateway or a reminder or anything like that, but none of it happens without willingness and openness and responsibility. So, yeah, incredible.
1: Yeah. And what's, you know, we're at the point where, like, you know, he's able to identify, like, that that break was necessary for us to mm-hmm. be where we are now. And we're, you know, excited talking about, you know, the family and everything. And we didn't have those exciting conversations before. It was mostly like one-sided. Um, and and That's it's beautiful. also, but still doing, still doing the work. I mean, we had like a little date night last night. And, you know, after a couple of glasses of wine, we're like, Going back and forth in circles and, but then coming to the place where, you know, the fire heart burns, (laughs) I don't know.
0: (laughs) I like it. I'm (laughs) curious, what are you most proud of yourself for, um, in the last, let's say year and a half, couple years, it sounds like you've been deep in it.
1: I'm proud of myself for, um, falling in love with life again. Um. Beautiful. And having, you know, letting, really embracing the, uh, the childlike curiosity just every day trying to.
0: Beautiful. And for the people listening, what would you, let's say they're in a space where they're like trying to find someone or they're with someone and it's challenging and whatever it might be. Whatever their circumstances for you the listener whatever your circumstances I'm curious Diana what what would be your advice for how to create create the love
1: hmm. Well first I feel like this is cliche but it's cliche for a reason cuz it's true um find the love for you and for all the things that make you love you and love this, you know, gift of life we have. Um, Sure, things are challenging and difficult, but they don't have to be bad. And once you, once the love for all of this, all of whatever all this is, is there, then... Mm. I mean the possibilities are endless.
0: They are. When you're open to this magic show, this miracle, this thing, you start to see that it's available in every moment.
1: Yeah, and it's always giving you something.
0: Hmm. Beautiful. Well, Diana, thank you so much for sharing with people today and um just offering them a window into your experience and what is possible when we show up and take responsibility for our lives, whatever invitation that can be, you know, it doesn't have to be a relationship. It can be any disconnection from self, just like, Ooh, I think there's more available to life or I can't keep going the way I'm going. Like those are such profoundly beautiful moments because we hit a dead end and we realize it's not the end it's like the beginning of a totally different life and so thank you i really 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 appreciate you saying yes to sharing this is the first time i've ever had someone come on and share and i'm so excited that uh it was you
1: thank you i appreciate that and also sorry i just have another thought
0: (laughs) please share
1: when you know, and like you said, when it's not the end of the road, it's just a new way. And it is pretty amazing how when you do move forward with love towards something that you care about or someone, it's, it just keeps going. That road keeps going. And it's so cool that when you are conscious enough to fulfill the fire heart, <laughs> you know, um, <laughs> that the world offers you more kindling.
0: I love your cheddar.
1: The cheese oh, is perfect.
0: <laughs> I think about that. I'm like, that is such a it's such a beautiful metaphor. It really is to think about getting back home to that part of ourselves, to that giving, getting access, giving access, removing the barriers to um, to allowing ourselves that state of peace and coming home and just mm-hmm. calm. So, thank you.
1: Thank you. Thank you for having me too. I feel so honored that you even replied to my Instagram message.
0: (laughs) Yeah, let's not set any expectations for you, the listener. I don't reply. (laughs) I get so many, but we saw that one. I saw that one and I was like, this is such a beautiful story. People have to hear it. So thank Thank you. Thank you.